0: Doug
1: hates candy wrappers, screaming
2: baby sticky seeds with 50 ads and popcorn kernels in his teeth. There's still not one that he won't
0: see because
1: Doug loves movies. Hey, 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 everybody. That song speaks the truth. My name is Doug and I do love movies. This is Doug Loves Movies coming to you once again from the land of the free to not wear a mask but fuck you if you don't for another homes alone edition it's sunday november 22nd 2020 and if and you loved it so much that we're doing it again it's another head-to-head old school leonard malton game matchup between jeff tate 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 and sam the ma'am levine hello gentlemen oh are you hello ready? doug are you ready to roomba <laughs> I'm ready I All love right. Roomba turn on your Roomba and clean up that floor <laughs> <laughs> do
3: they make noise I don't even know what they do
1: I mean why aren't they getting the are you ready to Rumble guy to do ads for Roomba it seems oh my god like a perfect yeah
2: fit. that's Michael buffer who does those hell he even has a brother Bruce buffer he does the UFC stuff yeah. get Bruce if you can't get Michael.
1: Either one of them. They're both suave and always put on a suit. Absolutely. The, bu- the Buffer yell. Brothers. Get a Buffer Brother. Yeah, they love to yell. You're, you are about, dead about right. readiness. <laughs> 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 they are Boy Scouts uh, mm-hmm. when they were when Boy Scouts were mostly good. I don't even know if they were ever mostly good. They are probably creeps in Boy Scouts all the time. <laughs> Sam. Yes, Doug. <laughs>
2: you won last time. I did, by the skin of my teeth, that was, I got a lot of very lovely tweets about that. And the truth is I literally named all five people I could remember from Safe House. I was very lucky those happened to be. (laughs) Right, but
1: the whole game was all about uh, negative names. It was. And uh, people pointed out to me, hey, we still want to know what actors Leonard listed because we'd just move on after. <laughs> oh, <laughs> after, you guys, after you go negative, we just wouldn't even bother saying anybody mm-hmm. else. Uh, <laughs> yes, <you're right. laughs> um, do you think that, uh, you know, you can take down Jeff again today in, in three rounds?
2: I I don't know about that. My degree of confidence is not high. Uh, I think the fact that we both played the way that we did last time, uh, you know, says that pretty much every time we do this, it could absolutely go either way.
1: I love that attitude. I
2: wish you would have said I could take him down in two rounds. (laughs)
1: Right, yeah, that's the thing. If I was saying I was saying three rounds like that was like some sort of spectacular play. I mean that's how many we're gonna have to play to pick a winner usually, but two mm-hmm. rounds is possible. It is so, so
2: Jeff, we'll see
1: what have you been doing to train for this rematch? Uh,
3: I've I've uh just been reading the Leonard Malton book since since the moment the last episode ended. I have done almost nothing but read that book.
1: That's Which edition dude. do you own, do you know?
3: I have the 2015 edition. I'm almost through the A's. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: All right. You haven't been like running up steps or eating eggs or any of that stuff.
3: (laughs) Oh yeah. But I didn't, I didn't count that. That's what I do. I run up steps to eat. My eggs are upstairs.
1: Have you been listening to rousing (laughs) themes by Tom (laughs) Conti? As much as possible. So normally, since we tape the shows on Sunday afternoons and the box office report is, uh, you know, generally almost completely in by uh, this point of day, Pacific time, um, uh, I today just completely spaced on even looking it up. So if anybody's interested in what movies are doing well at the drive in theaters, uh, you can look it up yourselves at uh, box office mojo. Now I'm curious what number one is, though, because um, <laughs> did something even open this last weekend? I guess, was did Freaky with uh, Vince Vaughn? Oh, yeah, I think oh, yeah. The I second think weekend opened. of that
2: movie. Oh, is it? It shows you what I know.
1: I'm just going to go ahead and look this up. Box office mojo. And uh, one week I did the box office, and then people wrote to me that I was wrong because all of the numbers hadn't come in yet. Oh, just, just like our current election situation. (laughs) 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 I got to do a recount to figure out if freaky was number one. Oh, it's number one again, freaky and Oh, making a move. This, you know, this is rare in the North American box office. Uh, The war with grandpa was number three last week, but it made a move to number two supplanting, let him go. The uh, Kevin Costner movie. But uh, coming in at number five at the uh, nation's drive-ins is uh, the Santa Claus. So I think uh, oh, Christmas wow. movies are going to dominate. That's,
2: the that's still playing, huh?
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's been in the theaters all this time. Amazing. Um, yeah, they got, you know, Elf is back on screens, so it might uh, make a move, which has got to be extra embarrassing to people who just put a new movie out that the you know the top movies are just old movies um Mm. but freaky is number one with 1.2 million and a grand total of 5.5 million that's pretty freaky i want to see it but i'm going to wait until it's on a streaming thing for free probably
3: what is it i've never even heard of it
1: oh freaky is they take the friday off (laughs) And mm-hmm. turned it into a horror movie where Vince Vaughn is a serial killer who switches bodies with a teenage girl. Oh so wow! So got serial killing, but the, I assume the girl does the killing while Vince Vaughn sits around uh, pretending to be a teenage girl concerned about other things. I hear oh. he really. I hear. <laughs> I hear he really throws himself into it. So I, 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 I'm interested to check it out. Mm. But that's our box office rapport for this week. (laughs) Uh, Now I'd like to do with you guys, before we get into the game today, I'd like to do a little bit of a memory game. Um, You could have written it down because I did warn you ahead of time. But a lot of times when I say to people, what was the last movie you saw? I get this really complicated answer that includes TV shows and, (laughs) you know. (laughs) <laughs> uh, you know, and just, and also they'll say, they'll say movies, but they'll say three or four movies in a row quickly. Like, Oh, I saw this, 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 and this. And I'm just like, no, I just want to hear, I just want you to bring up the title of one movie and we'll all discuss it for whatever length of time we think appropriate. And then we'll mm-hmm. move on. Uh, but you know, you can't uh, comedians uh, you can't really, yeah. uh, you know, like, uh, Doug,
2: like, I've been working for years on a, a helpful handbook. uh guests that you want to book onto the show for them to read you know i've got i've got 11 chapters
1: is that one of your peeves when you're on the show that uh you can't just answer the question it's one of my peeves because it's one of your peeves
2: (laughs) in in, in as much as like i'm like first off you're ignoring the question and secondly now Doug is going to yell at you and you know what you've earned it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So I was very clear with you guys because what I want to do is I want to talk about, and I know this can be part of the thing is when you just spring that question on people, they just like it's kind of like a lot of questions, like, you know, what did you wear yesterday or what did you have for dinner? Like it's, you know, sometimes you just can't uh, recall immediately. So I, that's another fun thing is listening to somebody try to remember what the last movie they saw was. Yeah. So what I'd like luckily to do with for you guys you, is, well, luckily I'd for like you,
2: Doug, to- I'm like Mary Lou Henner. I can remember every movie I've ever seen and the specific day I saw it.
1: Oh, I thought you were going to say wow. that you regretted making out with Tony Danza. <laughs> well, I have, have no regrets things.
2: there, Doug. <laughs> you know I have no regrets there.
1: <laughs> Does that, for taxi fans out there, did that, did that make sense? Did she and uh, his character ever hook up? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if they did, but at least they worked together, so it's still, it's they still did. tracks. It's plausible. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so there are no wrong answers, obviously, uh, because you could just lie if you want and say whatever. <laughs> uh, but the basic idea is I want to hear your last three movies that you saw, starting with the one you saw most recently. Sam will answer that, then Jeff will answer that, then I will, and then we'll go through until we've each said uh three recent movie experiences. And um we'll start with you, Sam, because you you really okay. have you really have this figured out.
2: I guess. Um, and for the record, I did not have to fudge any of this. These are all legitimately the last three movies I saw. The most recent one is a movie you've probably never heard of called Dying of the Light. At least I, mean, I think that like it was called. That sounds like an
1: expression that I've heard or something, because I've heard those words put together that way. Or is that uh, just what people say when somebody's actually on their deathbed?
2: Uh, <laughs> I don't know. The, the dying of the light might be an expression, but oh, in this yeah, particular, that could be like
1: from a poem or, or a lyric or
2: something. Right, right. But in this particular uh, movie's case, I'm very sure, or at least very uh, most as sure as I can be without actually looking it up again, that the title is Dying of the Light, and it stars one Nicolas Cage and yeah. uh, the the late great Anton Yelkin, and it was written and directed by Paul Schrader. Oh wow! Uh, okay. Um, and it came out in 2014, and it was yet another one of these movies you've never heard of, starring Nicolas Cage, that looks like it was shot for a million dollars. Like they shot it in Bucharest, Romania, uh, which I is the only reason I continued watching it because like Bucharest is in like one of the first or two shots, and I recognize the location. Uh, And I was like, oh, what the hell movie is this? And then I just wound up watching all of it. And it is not good.
1: (laughs) I'm just stuck all the way back on Anton Yelkin. Is it Yelchin? I don't know, but I've never heard it. I've never heard it pronounced the way you did, which made me think, oh, I've been saying it wrong all this time. Oh,
2: I couldn't tell you. No, that's just, I don't know if it's Yelkin, Yelchin. Um uh please someone who knows definitively, not your best guess, but knows definitively, feel free to reach out to me on Twitter and let me know phonetically how it is pronounced so I never make this yes, mistake. Yes,
1: Phonetically, yet. don't just write out Yelchin and say that's how it's pronounced.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <Right>. <laughs> Which way do you pronounce it, Jeff? Yelchin. Yeah. I think I think it's Yelchin, but I, I also okay. enjoy uh changing it up. You know, so Yelkin's a fun way to say it.
3: Okay. Uh, I say Antone, though. Antone. Antone, Antone Yelchin.
1: Yelchin. Weird. <laughs> All right, Dying of the Light. Thank you very yep. much for your honest answer. My pleasure. Uh, what, how'd you watch it? Like, is it streaming somewhere?
2: Uh, no, it was on uh, cable, and I watched it because, I won't say the name of it, but I watched it because the next movie I'm going to give you, I was actively enjoying watching, and then Dying of the Light came on immediately after it.
1: Oh, I see. That's, I mean,
2: that's how I found it.
1: I often like think, oh, wouldn't it be fun, you know, when you're watching cable or when you're watching one of these streaming services that tries to recommend what you should watch next? Wouldn't it be fun to just whatever it is, just watch it? And I never do it because I, I immediately already have a problem with whatever they're suggesting. Sure. Uh okay, Jeff, what do you think? <laughs> I mean, what do you what do you think? What what do you know is the last movie that you saw?
3: I mean again, like Sam, it's a movie you've never heard of. It's
2: called Thor. <laughs> <laughs> Just is that, that how first you pronounce Thor it? Because I, I yeah. pronounce it sore.
3: Uh, maybe I'm saying I, I've only read it. I've never heard it said out loud. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, turns out I never see, I've never seen Thor.
1: That's the strangest part of the movie Thor, is they never refer to him by name no they really have to like they have to come up with a lot of ways to talk to him because they're always like hey you with the hammer and stuff like that Mm -hmm. hammer guy yeah
3: (laughs) (laughs) they uh i i'd never seen it before and it was it was uh good i thought it was gonna be boring i don't know why i thought i mean not boring but boring for one of those kind of movies and uh but no i i enjoyed it it was it was uh can i
1: recommend if you want a boring thor movie can i recommend thor 2
3: well, that's the what they world. recommended. <laughs> that's what came up after. When I watched all of Thor, they were like, maybe you want to watch Thor too?" And I was like, come
2: on.
1: I think I know better. Uh, I'm, I'm Thor enough at this point. <laughs>
2: <laughs> See, that's how I pronounce it.
1: <laughs> um, okay, so, uh, but I'm glad that you liked it. I Maybe I need to go back and watch it because I the, I don't think, for me, Thor as a individual character didn't really click until he started hanging out with the avengers more and get he ended up being one of the more comedic characters so then when they finally had uh, taika waititi direct uh, thor ragnarok uh, that just went in a beautiful direction for me like i really that's my favorite thor movie
3: Uh, i mean i I can say that i think that i mean you're you're probably right like i i think you're right i what i like the most about this movie was like when he was funny in this it seems like it probably is like carryover from that I think he's funny already, and uh, <laughs> and there's a lot of um, like after seeing almost every Marvel movie and definitely seeing the you know the last two Avengers movies, how everything clicks together. Seeing some of the pieces come up earlier is 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 entertaining to me. I get it now. There are things like they show the the Gauntlet, and I'm like, oh, I know what that is.
0: <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, it does. Uh, it does help to put everything in its uh, pers- place and perspective. And and uh, uh, good, good answer. Last <laughs> night, last night, I watched a movie that you guys haven't heard of unless you've been scrolling around on Hulu in the last day or two. It's called The Sunlit Night. Oh wow! Night is, night is spelled N-I-G-H-T. And I watched it because it stars Jenny Slate and Zach Galifianakis Oh. and Jillian uh, Anderson. Wow. She, she was less of a reason, but it was still interesting to me because she's killing it as a, a Margaret Thatcher on The Crown. Mm. Um, I mean, that's what people are saying. I, I There's no way I'm going to watch The Crown. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> but The Sunlit Night is about Jenny is an artist who goes to Norway to help a guy build a, do an art installation that's basically painti- painting the inside and outside of a big barn different colors of yellow. And if that doesn't sound exciting, let me try to make it sound exciting. Uh, Zach plays a guy who dresses up like a Viking all the time and uh, at one point presides over a Viking funeral. So, is this not a sequel to Thor? This sounds a lot like Thor. (laughs) No, it's not. It's called The Sunlit Night because, uh, you know, uh, it's so far northern. It's in northern Norway. So, I guess it's a similar situation to uh, Alaska where. uh,
0: Yeah, the land of the midnight sun.
1: The the sun doesn't go down. Mm -hmm. So, very. Or like the movie on insomnia, like Jenny Slate's like Al Pacino, I can't
2: sleep. <laughs> oh my God! If you tell me that there is a movie that exists with Jenny Slate doing an Al Pacino impression for even no, ten minutes, I'm in. Well, she but
1: says it, that she says that she does need darker drapes, but she doesn't say it like in his voice. Oh man, gonna need
2: darker drapes. Can we remake Insomnia with Jenny Slate as the Pacino role, Zach as the Robin Williams role, just? And they're both doing their best impressions of of those actors. Can we do that? Can we I mean,
1: that? Uh, that's a that's an interesting area you're getting into there. The remake where the people try to do impressions of the original actors because I, I yeah that, that feels like that doesn't happen very much.
2: It it should happen a lot more. I think I'm, I'm sure I'm there's
1: examples. But even even when they did a shot-for-shot shot remake of Psycho, uh, mm-hmm. the actors kind of put their own spin on on how the lines are read. Yeah. Uh, okay. Back to you, Sam. What was the second most recent movie that you saw?
2: The second most recent movie I watched also starred Nicolas Cage, but it was um, a a much better film called Raising Arizona.
1: Oh, very nice. Yep. I mean, pound for pound, like there's hardly hardly a funnier movie that also sticks to a story Mm -hmm. that isn't just about the gags uh that that it has a you know a whole storyline but then so many funny things happen and are said yep uh really really fun movie
2: i agree and i uh, I was fascinated
1: i can't see the word fart written on a wall without thinking of that movie (laughs) oh nice
2: (laughs) (laughs) i um i was really taken by holly hunter and i was like my god holly hunter has had this incredible career um, and then my gal and I got into a conversation like trying to remember all the movies where Holly Hunter was either the, the full on lead or at least the female uh, main character. Uh, and, you know, it, it was she's had this great transition where she legit was basically the the main character, the female lead character from essentially raising Arizona all the way through like the end of the 90s. Uh, and then the last 20 years or so, she has. Chosen so well in finding great supporting roles for herself, and uh, I am I am very taken with her as an actor. I think she's tremendous.
1: She's very good.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs>
3: the firm, you remember her? She she got like yeah. Oscar nominated for ten minutes in the firm.
1: Oh, she's so good though. I mean, you got to be pretty good actor to even pretend to blow Gary Busey under a desk.
2: There it is. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Do you know, I was thinking of the same joke, but I couldn't remember that Gary Busey played her boss.
2: <laughs> Buddy Holly. Yeah. This is right, You to blow Buddy Holly under a desk.
1: All right, Jeff, what's your second most recent movie experience?
2: The World's End.
1: <gasps>
3: oh!
1: Nice. Cornetto yeah. Trilogy. Had you seen it before?
3: I saw it in the theater and I didn't love it. And then when I watched it this last time, I did love it.
1: What do you think you didn't love about it? Just like the, like uh, the tonal shift or.
3: I just think I didn't get it. I think that I wasn't good enough at watching movies where I was like, why am I supposed to like Simon Pegg? And then I like, just cause, and then I realized this last time watching it is like, Oh, you're supposed to feel that way about him. (laughs) Like, like like he's supposed to make you crazy. You're not supposed to be like, I want to be like that or whatever. Like he's, he's like, it's just a weird. Like I didn't know how to watch movies. As, I wasn't as good at
1: it. <laughs> well, also just as just a second time through, can you know, can be a, a healthy thing in terms of seeing something differently, especially when when a character is unlikable. Because like a lot of times you're like, well, I like for instance the movie Twister. I find Philip Seymour Hoffman to be so incredibly irritating in that movie. And so the first time I saw it, I was like, that guy sucks. I like hated him. And then, you know, all these years later, I realized, oh, he's just an amazing actor who was playing an irritating character.
3: Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> a <good> point. <laughs>
1: um, so I'm glad that you, uh, were able to, to fix that. But I also feel like a lot of people found the shift to uh, crazy fighting aliens, uh, you know, uh, was, you know, wasn't for them. I, it was specifically, I, I feel like even Leonard Malton was kind of like, well, it just gets to be too much for me personally because I really do enjoy just watching those five actors run around from pub to pub and argue with each other about stuff.
3: Yeah. Yeah, they were good. They were, I mean, I liked all of them. I think also I'm like, I'm their age now also. And maybe that helped yeah. a little bit.
1: Yeah. So whenever you finally caught every time, time you they- leave, Whenever it's time to leave, you say "let's boo boo." Now I do. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I love that that little that little piece of business in the movie, like where you 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 know, friends have some expression they use all the time that has some really like just came out of this weird. It's, you had to be there sort of explanation. Uh, right. That, that's what they say. Let's- and
3: only one guy's really kept it up. <laughs> well, the rest of them don't even remember. Yeah,
1: right. with the boo <laughs> boo. What the fuck? <laughs> um, okay, so my uh, number two is a movie I saw night before last. I got to go to the um, drive-in kind of premiere, cast and crew screening of. The movie, written and directed by Alan Ball, called Uncle Frank. And I already told uh, Jeff a little bit about this movie that because I think he'll like it, even though it's it's basically a drama with some light light moments. But but it's just got just the most insane lineup of actors all pretending to be related to each other. Uh, uh, it's got Judy Greer, Margot Martindale, uh, Stephen Root, uh, Steve Zahn. I mean, all of the top Steves are in this movie. (laughs) And and it stars Paul Bettany as Uncle Frank hitting like some, you know, character notes and things that I haven't seen him do before. And he's always been a good actor, but uh, I feel like, you know, especially with playing Vision and all those uh, Avengers movies, people, you know, aren't aren't getting to really see what he's like. And uh, so I very much uh, recommend this movie. And... You know, also don't want to say much more about it because what little I knew about it going into it was a little little bit of a spoiler. And it's just the sort of like the the log line for the movie to me takes you too deep into this into what's going to happen. Like I wish they mm. would just I don't know. It's I guess they gotta sell these things. So they gotta give people an idea what it's gonna be. But uh Uncle Frank, it's on it's it comes out Wednesday night on uh, Amazon and um, I think it'd be a good, a good movie to watch with your family, whether you get along with them or you don't. I think that, it, that it'd be it'd be illuminating in some ways if you watch it together.
2: I um I'm only comfortable watching a movie called Uncle Frank if it's about uh, Jimmy Kimmel's late Uncle Frank.
1: Well, that's the thing that I thought was so funny uh, about, um, you know, it's 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 just not a wacky movie, but they gave us. Things with uncle frank written on them including uh hoodies so i have this really yeah. nice hoodie that says uncle frank on it and you know hopefully the movie's a big enough hit that people will just see him and go oh it's that movie otherwise it really does look like i'm just walking around with a tribute to jimmy kimmel's uncle yeah which is well, not a bad thing to do because that no, guy was he, that guy was a great dude he was delightful very nice man i never saw mm-hmm. I never saw him in Anything less than a bad mood, but he also had that security guard gene in him, where he was always ready to try to stop something from happening. Oh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess that gene never dies. You know, he was uh, Sinatra's personal guy for uh, a minute there.
1: Yeah, the that's what I mean. Like he takes care of people for sure, or you know, do Yeah. Uh, all right. So, what's your uh, number three, Sam, if you can remember back that far? For some people, I can remember.
2: No, this was only a few days ago. I've been trying to watch more movies
1: lately instead of the Game Show Network. Uh, and uh, not get the, me started about the Game Show Network, though, or Buzzer. I mean, I, I can flip back and forth between those two 24-7. Yeah. Yep. Love um love so Plus, also, they have access to the, like, there's a couple really good shows that they have access to, but, like, in the case of Alex Trebek they don't have Jeopardy! episodes that they can show. So they just had to show Concentration all day uh, as a tribute to Alex Trebek. This must
2: be Buzzer, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. And it was, you know, it was fun watching Concentration, but as a show, I never really really got into it. Yeah. Okay, so go ahead. What's your third
2: movie? The movie was the Stallone-Lithgow classic, 1993's Cliffhanger.
1: Well, you know, speaking of game shows, cliffhangers is one of the great games they play on the Price Is Right. Price Is Right. <laughs> <You're late. laughs> I love that game, and I love that Drew Carey came on Douglass movies and said, "Because uh, you have to guess the price of three different pri- three different uh, items, right. and then you know, for every dollar you're off, the mountain climber goes up the hill." And like I saw one the other day where the mountain climber just shot up the hill and flew off the edge. It was so funny because the woman yeah. was like thirty or forty dollars off. But, yeah, but Drew said on Douglas movies, and then when asked asked, "Are you sure you can say that?" He said, "Yeah, it's not a problem. He goes, for the first prize, you should bid $25. For the second prize, you should bid $35. And for the third prize, you should bid $45. You'll win every time. And ever since oh he said God. that, every time I watched him play that game, the numbers add up to the person would win every time if they just said those three things. <laughs> wow. Yeah, he's he's, like, uh, he's definitely not supposed to say that. Well, but here's the thing, Sam. I think the reason he he can't feels like he can and does say that, that stuff is because – you got to think about it in terms of a person's got to come to price is right, stand in line and have a personality that gets picked to come on down. Then they have to beat three other people in bidding to get up on stage. And then the game has to be cliffhangers. And also the show's budget is set to give a, there could be a winner in every game and nobody at price is right. is like, Oh shit, we gave away too much stuff. Like, yeah people can win all the way through. That's what they're hoping will happen kind of. So Mm -hmm. I think that's why he can do that. My other favorite thing is how people are always surprised in the golf game. When he goes over after they miss the putt, he goes over and flips the sign and says, that's why we call this game hole in two. And then Mm -hmm. he gives them a second chance. And uh, (laughs) the contestants are nine times out of 10 surprised by that, even though it happens every time they play that game on that show.
2: Been happening for 40 years.
1: Yeah. yeah. But I think that's where he's coming from is just like, uh, you know, it's just fun to have people win. And so if somebody uses his uh, instructions for how to win cliffhangers, like he's certainly not going to say it to them on the show.
2: Right. <laughs> I wish he would though.
1: Uh, yeah. But that's, I mean, I wish I could be, a, you know, I, I don't want anything bad to happen to Drew, but I can't be on that show until they get a new host oh are you trying to get on i haven't tried because you just you can't be on a show where your friend is the host uh, game shows don't right. allow that
2: well back when bob was uh hosting bob barker did you did you get on then
1: i didn't try oh, i was on uh i was on scrabble with chuck woolery oh dude and we remain not friends to this day <laughs>
2: That's why you got on Chuck Woolery <laughs> only rings on people. He's absolute enemies with
3: anybody can be on a Chuck Woolery show. No one that guy's friends with nobody,
1: nobody. How does, um, how does the movie, the motion picture cliffhanger hold up?
2: Uh, I tell you, it, it reminds me of so many actiony movies of the eighties nineties where, You know, it's this horrible, harrowing adventure. And then in the last scene of the movie, when the three main characters are safe, uh, they're like chuckling to themselves. You know, they're like telling the chopper that's circling the area, take your time. We're we're good to relax. And it's like, wait a minute. Didn't several of your closest friends in life get brutally murdered by these criminals uh, hours ago? How are you in a place mentally where you're like chuckling
1: at all? It happens in so many of those kind of movies so that, many. Like, that like, well, we survive, So things are great. Things
2: are fine. Sure. Yeah. My best friend was eaten alive by a mountain lion. Big deal. Uh, yeah. So other, other than that silliness, which was not unique to cliffhanger, but really just all movies of that era. Uh, I tell you, it's, it's an exciting movie. I mean, it's predictable and it's, you know, ridiculous in portions, but, uh, I remember when I was a kid, I saw that movie in theaters uh, and it was only the second time I remembered like identifying John Lithgow in a movie, uh, the first time being Harry and the Hendersons. Uh, and so, you know, h- as George Henderson, he's delightful. He's a wonderful man. And then the second thing I ever saw him in, he's the most evil guy in Cliffhanger.
1: Oh yeah, he's, he swings he's... both ways. Oh man, does he
2: ever! And uh, and so I just remember being like, "Why is George Henderson so mean in this movie?" God, yeah. we need to get Harry back in this movie. If we had Harry here, it'd be a whole different movie. I mean, they're up in the in the mountains.
1: I hope that kid didn't see blowout.
2: Eventually, he did.
1: <laughs>
2: Eventually, he saw blowout. Kane. Raising Kane. Yep, that's right. Uh, but then, but then I saw the world according to Garp, and it all came back
3: ricochet yeah. wasn't he the bad guy in ricochet
1: yes
2: he is a bad no, guy
3: he's been in the bad guy
1: half of the time and he's yeah. in, and he's in a hundred movies <laughs> yeah like he really he's either a super sweet guy or really you know dr emilio lazardo of course but anyway mm. we're uh, this is taking way longer than i anticipated but it, it is fun oh, yeah. uh what's your third movie jeff
3: harry potter and the deathly hallows part two
1: Oh, man. And the reason for that is because you watched them all of them.
3: I watched all of them. If you wanted to go back eight more, I, it's just the Harry Potters backwards from then on. I do on. not
1: want to go through them. We talked earlier today uh, on Periscope about how you're not exactly sure which one was your favorite, but you're thinking maybe Half-Blood Prince?
2: You guys I mind if I take a one... quick bathroom break while you're talking Harry Potter? Yeah, go
1: for it. Cool, thanks.
3: I think it was it was the one right before... Uh, the death in Let
1: me give you the answers in Leonard Malton before he gets back.
3: Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, the listeners would love it. I would really play it up, let Sam think he's gonna win, and then be like, negative four.
1: Let me ask you this. Since most people have seen all the Harry Potter movies, I don't feel bad about spoiling it. But didn't you think Dobby was an insanely annoying character in the second movie? And then when he died in the uh, in the sixth movie, it was really sad. Yes. Isn't that weird? It's so weird. I, I was so happy to never see Dobby again after the second one. And then when he showed back up, I was like, "Ugh, this guy, He's so irritating." <laughs> and then I cry—you know—I cry every time I see his death scene. It's so—it's so incredibly moving.
3: They, yeah, they really brought that character around. I mean, <laughs> I think the thing that really saved him was that he just was gone for four movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then when you bring him back, you're just like, "Oh yeah, I remember this guy." Oh, that's uh,
1: that was weird. Um, okay, and uh, I guess. While we're waiting for Sam to get back, I'll tell you my third movie, which again we probably discussed over Periscope. I watched uh, Enough Said with Julia Louis-Dreyfus, and and is the last uh, major role of uh, James Gandolfini. Uh, directed and written by uh, Nicole Hollifield, Center, whose whose movies I like very much, and uh, and I think it's a really good, uh, you know, for lack of a better word, COVID watch. Like it's a You know, obviously the story takes place uh, pre-COVID, so it's pleasant in that sense, but it's also just, it's just a very pleasant movie, even though there are conflicts and things that happen in the story, but it's still just, it just really was very soothing uh, overall, very pleasant.
3: I did. I, Uh, I, I saw that in the theater. I really liked it.
2: Honestly. I just got back and I didn't hear the name of the movie that you said you watched Doug so but I did hear that you saying it's pleasant it's a nice you know a covid watch so I'm going to assume it was Requiem for a Dream.
1: <laughs> I mean I don't know if I were Jeff I'd be so scared right now cuz you really really know your movies and you really <laughs> you really know Pick up on
2: context clues
1: It was enough said. Oh, <laughs>
2: so close though. Those movies are so close together. It's Absolutely. like Deep Impact, Armageddon.
1: Uh, yeah. So you're back just <laughs> in time. You're back just in time, Sam, for me to uh, say we're going to take a quick break, and, uh, <laughs> and then we're going to play uh, the Leonard Malton game, the OG Leonard Malton game, uh, right after this. We'll be right back. We're back and I mean, the anticipation for this, I, I wonder if people were annoyed that uh, we talked for so long before getting to the game today, but uh, I, uh, I really enjoyed talking about all those movies. It was and, great. Um, anyone who's listening, who does not know how the uh, original Leonard Malton game works too bad. Uh, just like uh, the beloved game show Jeopardy where they never, never recap what the rules are. They just play the game.
0: <laughs> <That's>,
1: <laughs> and then you just have, you have to figure it out. Remember the first few times yep. you watch Jeopardy, you're like, I don't understand what's happening here. And then eventually you go, okay, now I think I get it, mm-hmm. you know, but then I, I still love it whenever somebody forgets to phrase something as a question on there. I'm like, as I'm as snappy about it as Alex is. I'm like, phrase it as a question. Um <laughs> even though also phrasing it as a question just makes everybody sound like the most uh, uh <laughs> the most lacking in confidence you can be when answering a game show question. Yep.
2: <laughs> what is asparagus? <laughs> what is the quince
1: Cuz you don't what know if the person is guessing or not. You don't know if they're really guessing or if they know it <laughs> like yep. when they say when they answer like they're guessing. Um Jeff lost last time. So he gets to go first in picking a category today. And it's the first person to two points will be the winner. So this can go quickly. That's part of why I spent a lot of time just talking about movies. Um, Jeff, would you like Days of Future Near? (laughs) Or Top of the World or Kutcher if you can?
3: Uh, I think I want the uh, Kutcher if you can.
1: (laughs) Okay. That, of course, is Films of the Great Ashton Kutcher. Finally. The year, Jeff, is 2006. Leonard gives this movie three stars. He says, he calls it a yarn. And he also says, it goes through its paces with energy and conviction. And then he names 11 actors. How many names do you need to come up with the title of this movie? Wow.
3: 11 actors a yarn i love when leonard says it's a yarn
1: <laughs> he calls a lot of things i don't think he knows what yarn is yeah he just he just
3: says it like it's a story like a, you mean like a movie
1: he's just changing it up you gotta call it you gotta call it something i don't i don't know what officially makes something a yarn i haven't uh, pieced that together maybe i should look it up in the dictionary.
3: And it's 2006.
1: Maybe it's because it's a ball of fun.
3: I'm going to say 11 names.
1: <laughs> Strong opening bid. We go to Sam Levine.
2: I am going to say negative two. <laughs> All right. I'm going to
3: say name it.
2: <laughs> yeah, here we go. I I don't know. I could be the wrong year on this one, but I. He, it's because he's been in so few movies. Is it? the guardian starring kevin costner and ashton kutcher
1: that is correct
2: oh oh my god yeah he's not in a whole lot
1: of movies so this is what you're up against jeff
3: but but still how how did you do that that's not a yarn it isn't
2: i honestly (laughs) the, the clues were useless to me it was the year
1: well, the clues are supposed to be useless. I don't want to give you anything that's going to totally tip it.
2: Yeah.
3: So there you go. I would have I guessed Just Married. Uh-
1: <laughs> oh, no, that
2: was earlier. And I only know that, be- well, it doesn't matter how I know
1: that. What was the, um, there's Why Him? Or no, not that. Uh, what was the one with Bernie Mac? Oh, guess who?
2: guess who, Guess Who, which was yeah. the Guess Who's Coming to Dinner remake, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, that's clever that they shortened that title. Uh, why him? I guess was Brian Cranston in a similar situation. Yes, um, with
2: uh, James Franco.
1: Yeah, uh, Kutcher was in one of those strings attached sex movies. Right.
2: He was in No Strings Attached. Yeah, with uh, 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 what's her, Natalie what's Portman? Jesus, Natalie Portman. Thank you. And then uh, Friends with Benefits was Kunis and. Uh, Jay Timms, yeah,
1: and they, if, then they traded partners and they're all four happily married to this day.
2: It's crazy how Justin Timberlake married <laughs> Natalie Portman and nobody talks it? about that. <laughs> You'd think it'd get some press,
1: and you then uh, he, was in, he was in what Happens in Vegas. Now I'm obsessed with just naming all the Ashton <laughs> <Christian movies. laughs> He was briefly in uh, the first part of he's in the first scene in Ocean's Eleven. Um, No, no,
2: that's the other guy. That's Topher. Topher.
1: That's Topher. Oh, there wasn't a second guy from '70s show.
2: No, No, there was. Oh no, you know
1: what? You know what it is? I remember. It's because Topher in the next one in Ocean's Twelve has that funny scene with Brad Pitt, where it's he's the only one that cameos from that first movie, and. uh, and he's, he's wearing a thing around his wrist, a little string. Oh yeah, you know, the Kabbalah string. Yeah, and he says it doesn't work. And that's a total <laughs> nod to Ashton Kutcher wearing those things. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was pretty funny. Topher's, Topher's good at making fun of himself and his friends. Um, all right, so let's see. T- Sam's got one point and oh, uh that means Jeff gets to go first again. If Jeff doesn't win this round, it's Sam's game. Oh man. Uh and I'll have to, you know, the search will continue. I I'm, I'm out there every day trying to find somebody that can beat you at this game, Sam.
2: Uh, it was uh I think I think Je- oh, look, I just got on that one. I I wasn't even 100% on the year and uh that that could have gone either way. I need to be oh, so
1: That's why you bid negative two, because you were like really uncertain.
2: Well, I, I here's the thing. I never saw that movie. I never saw the movie, so I couldn't name anyone else other than those two.
1: I saw it, other and I feel else. like I never saw it as well. Yeah. Um, let's see. Let me see who else is in it, just out of curiosity. Yeah, third build is Melissa Sage Miller. Of course. Yeah, fourth build is Bonnie Bramlett. Mm-hmm. And then you got to get to the fifth build to get to somebody that we know and love, Clancy Brown. Oh, Clancy. Yeah. And very lowly build in it, but in it apparently is uh, Dule Hill. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, oh. Jeff, you got to pick again between uh, Days of Future Near or um, what was the other one I said? Oh, Top of the World or. Hi, Robot.
3: Days of Future Near.
1: Okay. This movie is from 1997. Leonard gives it. What's the category? (laughs) What's the category mean? Oh, okay. If you're going to be all picky about.
2: (laughs) About the game playing properly, I guess.
1: Yeah, but you know, I could, you know, I could have uh, been thinking about saying it as the third or fourth piece of information I give you. In fact, oh, you could have. But that do. would be the yeah. year is nineteen ninety-seven. <laughs> no, the movie—it's movies that took place in the near future when they were released. Got it. <laughs> Very important uh, to The Year is nineteen ninety-seven. Uh, three stars from Leonard. He calls this movie. Very well acted and bracingly intelligent. But yet it still manages to only secure three stars. And then he lists 12 individuals who appear in the film. How many names do you think you can get it in, Jeff, Tate, Tate, Tate?
3: Um, Okay, I'm going to say negative one.
1: Ooh, Whoa. this is going to get ugly. I can feel it. Sam, what do you think? I don't know. Um, can Dare I ask,
2: could you please remind me the clues once more?
1: Sure. Uh, took place in the near future when it was released. Mm-hmm. 1997 this is the year it actually came out. Three stars. Bracingly intelligent, very well acted. And Jeff thinks he can get it with negative one name.
2: I believe.
1: Brace yourself, Jeff.
2: I can do it in negative three names. See, I knew it. I'm not sure. Big bid. No, I just, I was, I had a, it's... (laughs) No, I am sure. I mean, if, you know, as sure as I can be without you telling me it's correct, but I'm just saying like, I sometimes I need to hear it a second time to focus in on what my brain thinks it might be.
1: Mm-hmm. And you still think it might be something, but you know, you can say negative three names. What well, my point
2: that? is if it is the movie that I think it is, I'm confident that I could name the top three billed actors. But so my confidence is high that if it is this movie, I'll probably guess the three names, but it could be the wrong movie. That has happened.
1: It has. I think it was a Wednesday. Oh, stop it.
2: <laughs> I've definitely guessed wrong before. Definitely, definitely.
1: Yeah, and I can't, but also I still, can't remember. Just strategically, you, you have to be pretty confident to go negative three.
2: It's, again, in my, my degree of confidence <laughs> in, in the, negative, the amount of negative names is not my, my right. big guess here.
3: Yeah. How do, I, how do I want to go down this round? Do I want to go down letting Sam get it right, get two two right in a row, or do I want to go down swinging?
1: I don't know. I negative three is the bid.
3: Well, uh, I don't know if you uh, if it's the movie I'm thinking of. I can go neg. I I can. I'm fairly confident I can name four people that are in it.
1: <laughs>
3: hmm. And then you know it might be the the right order. Yeah, maybe. Um. Uh, you know what I don't know that fourth hole is so hard to guess it's so hard to know who's going to be in that fourth hole maybe it's maybe it's Sam Shepard maybe it's uh, <laughs> Brendan Gleeson you never know who's going to be you
2: never know maybe Vera Farmiga's stuck in it you don't know
3: I can't tell you that this movie does not start with the letter A <laughs> <laughs> um man god damn it sam I, i'm going to say you know what i'm going to say negative 4
1: oh
2: boy uh okay well i my degree of confidence now goes drops significantly in my ability to name the top 5 actors uh so jeff tate name that movie
1: this is so exciting.
2: Okay, I'm going to
3: say it's Gattaca and Ethan Hawke, Uma Thurman,
2: Jude Law. That's Alan exactly Arken. what I would have said. Oh, I wouldn't have said Arkin.
1: Um anyway, could could Jeff, could you repeat your answer that Sam decided to scream over? I'm so sorry. You screamed. <laughs>
3: Alan Arkin, wait, Alan Arkin was the one he talked over. Um, yeah. Gattaca, Ethan Hawke, Uma yes. Thurman, Jude Law, and Alan Arkin.
1: Yeah, Alan Arkin didn't score that fourth slot. It's a real, uh, there's a real uh, Fuck. unfortunate person in the fourth <laughs> slot. Who would you guess it is, Sam?
2: Oh, if a gun to my head, I probably would have said Lauren Dean.
1: Yeah, he didn't even make that slot. Lauren Dean and Alan Arkin come in after... Gore Vidal.
3: Gore what? Vidal. Damn.
1: Yeah, the mission director. No, the mission director. No, Gore Vidal is the famous, uh, you know, pundit and author and all around. He's the
3: mission director in Gattaca. All around, all around <laughs> he... smart guy.
2: I don't even
1: remember. That might have been Ben Gazzara. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but God then damn it. But then Lauren Dean, then Alan Arkin, Xander Berkeley, Blair Underwood, Ernest. Fortnite and Tony Shalhoub. I mean, this movie is stacked, and Jane wow. Brooke and Elias Coteus.
3: Yeah, he played. He oh yeah, he plays the scared. father. The father. Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: Well, you um, did it again, Sam. Two points. Uh, you win. Thank Congratulations, you. Congratulations, Jeff.
2: Thank you. Uh,
1: I, you know, you got, you had the three. Um, Damn it! Yeah. <laughs> Why didn't you go negative three? That's the thing about because you went negative three. No, but
2: you got to bid first. Why'd you only go negative one?
3: I didn't think you would go to negative three.
1: Well, you don't remember you were playing against Sam? No, I
3: mean, now I know more. I know how acts like You might not
1: know it because it makes you think, oh, maybe I should just only play it safe and just say one.
3: I mean, you're right. I should have got negative three, but.
2: Yeah, because that's a perfect bit. I can't, I would have said Lauren Dean if I'd have been forced to name it because I would have figured, you know, the movie. And then, you know, those top three. And that's what I was saying before. Like, if it is Gattaca, it has to be Ethan Hawke, Uma Thurman, Jude Law. It has to be that order. But that's only if it was in fact Gattaca
1: yeah it's uh the the negative names thing is really interesting because like the the way this game was devised is that you know somebody gets to hear a few names and then try to figure it out because the clues are so hard but when you when you get there based on uh obviously you're very good with years Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: also very good with just you know knowing leonard and his opinions which is why jeff needs to you know study the entire book
2: (laughs) yeah you should also jeff see if you can become friends with leonard uh and his family
1: yeah Yeah, just talk about about, if you talk to him about every movie you'd be really good at this game yeah
2: because when i discuss movies with leonard what's great about it is i'll say the movie and then he'll be like oh yes of course i remember that one from 1995 starring ray fines angela bassett
1: I remember, I remember he's always like, every time I bring up a movie to him, he's like, I remember that being a yarn that was too long.
2: It was an overlong yarn. It was suffered from over length, that yarn.
1: It <laughs> was too much right. yarn. I ended up with a giant sweater.
3: The first, um, the first conversation I have with him, I just force him to relitigate his two stars for Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, and then that's it. We won't be friends.
1: <laughs> well, he used to do, and probably will again someday, a thing where uh, Leonard would sit in front of an audience, like at um, Fantastic Fest or you know places, film festivals, I guess, and uh, he would just let people get up one at a time and tell them a case where they thought he was wrong. And then he would, uh, you know, discuss it like a gentleman.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, oh, wow, uh, that's interesting. It yeah. was
2: called "You're Wrong," Leonard Malton. It was great.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Is, did they record some of those, Sam? I think they did.
2: I, I, it would have been a shame if they didn't.
1: Yeah, so it might be part of his his podcast if you guys want to go check it out. And it's uh, it's a really fun exercise because everybody that you know is a movie fan that has been reading Leonard's reviews, there's just one that sticks in their craw. And they really, you know, you're not going to convince Leonard to change his mind about a, a movie. You know, that's not what he does. But he can certainly concede that, uh, you know, others liked it more than he did or, you know, whatever. Um, I'd like to go, I'd like to get in. I, I think mostly people say when they thought he gave a movie a, a bad review that deserved a good one. I'd go the other way with it and I'd tell him some movie that he liked that I thought was shit. And Citizen Kane is overrated. Oh, no. Yeah. Ooh, his blood will boil if you say that Mm-hmm.
2: mm-hmm. Casablanca, good for its day. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, that's do you really right, feel that way? Um, No, I think that those are great movies. Uh, but if you really do want to have that conversation, I think it's wrong to say like, oh, Casablanca is a better movie than The Godfather. No, it isn't. What they about, weren't allowed to tell the say, f- stories.
3: What about if I say Fast Five is better than The Godfather?
2: <laughs> I mean, you know, you're, it's going to be hard to argue against that. That movie had a giant safe being dragged down. Was it the streets of Miami?
3: No, they were um, in um, Brazil.
2: Oh, was it Brazil? I just remember there were palm trees.
1: Wherever um, it was, wherever it was, lives were lost and then the characters laughed about it later. That's exactly yeah, right. Yeah. And so much property damage. Oh, um, yeah. But yeah hey, no, were you I, upset I, at the I, end
3: of Cliffhanger that, that it had a that it wrapped itself up?
2: That it that the, like the story was concluded? Yeah. yeah. Or did it end with an actual cliffhanger? <laughs> <laughs> it did end with an actual cliffhanger. I mean, oh. literally at the end of the movie, Stallone is hanging off the end of a cliff.
3: Oh wow! When, the when credits he start the rolling, top. you
1: don't find out if he lives or not. No, he he lives.
2: They're all safe on top of the mountain, but.
3: You got to see the follow-up movie, Resolution.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, uh, Jeff, you, of course, will live to fight another day. Hopefully we can uh, do this again sometime. And uh, what would you like to promote, Jeff Tate?
3: Well, this comes out right away. So Tuesday night, November twenty fourth, in Knoxville, Tennessee, me and Trey Galleon are doing stand up outside at the Central filling station. It's a food truck court. <laughs> yeah,
1: so it's a court of get food get trucks. Food, food, uh, food truck food on, and uh, enjoy some jokes in the crisp night air, uh, safely yeah. and distantly.
3: Yeah, it's only ten bucks. Uh, that's all. That's it. And all my stuff is on Bandcamp now. I got all my albums from this year is on Bandcamp. JeffTate.bandcamp.com.
1: Fantastic. Uh, nice try, buddy.
3: Oh, thank you. I was. Uh, I feel really bad about Alan Arkin.
1: It's impressive oh, that you went. That you, that, was... that you even could go through, say the word "Gattaca" and then go three di- three deep. Believe me, most people <laughs> listening would not have known that answer that's Uh, that's
3: that's how i'll sleep tonight
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) there's other reasons to not be able to go to sleep right now but yes okay uh sam what about you what have you got to plug
2: uh don't forget to uh, since we're all stuck at home uh immortal on vod uh that's right immortal it's a uh horror anthology about people being immortal and i'm in the last segment so watch immortal please and thank you I think you'll enjoy it.
1: What's your favorite <laughs> segment in the movie?
2: Mine. Okay. No, that's not true. Um, actually, the great Dylan Baker uh, has another segment in the movie, and his, his is pretty is pretty scary. Oh, okay. Tony yeah. Todd has a scary one.
0: Great.
1: Tony Todd. Yeah. Yeah, Candyman. Like, if you Candyman. like the
2: genre, it's definitely worth your time.
1: Fair enough. Yeah, Um, And then I
2: just want to reiterate all of Jeff's plugs.
1: Oh, okay, great. Oh, thanks. Uh, My next internet show is on Saturday, December 26th, uh, Boxing Day in Canada at uh, 4.20 Pacific time. Go to RushTix.com to uh, come to that. And we're going to, on the show, uh, in addition to doing stand-up comedy, I'm also going to play a game from Doug Loves Movies because people always want to, uh, see us playing the games, but we, you know, except for uh, weird bootlegs that are out there, uh, I, I never allow uh, video for, uh, for this show because I like to think of it as a, you know, a, a radio show, an uh, audio podcast. So that'll be a rare opportunity. Uh, 10 bucks gets you in. Rushticks.com. That's Rushticks.com. Nice. Caca. caw <laughs> Doug, I just remember one more plug. Can I say it <laughs> oh, real quick? Of course you did. I, if, I had well, a, if I could mute your microphone, I would.
2: I know, buddy. I'm sorry. Uh, you got to find me on Cameo. Doug's there, too.
1: Um, and Jeff is, too. Oh, yeah. is he? oh that's great. All three yeah. of us are on Cameo. Come yeah. book us on Cameo. Come get, come get Cameos from me and Jeff and not Sam. Weird.
2: <laughs> that's a weird way to plug ourselves, but okay. Um, yeah, and get yours from me if you want holiday wishes. Get them in sooner than later, because my Cameo will be off from December 16th through the New Year, so get me before the 16th
1: okay all right here you go in there everybody and uh thanks to both of you sam levine and jeff tate always uh always a great competition when you guys come on as always when the moon tells you something believe it (laughs) (laughs)
2: now it's time for doug to watch another talkie eyes of gold is viewing prowess makes him cocky there's no room in